0: hello everybody welcome once again as we continue on in a series we're doing called developing a disciple's heart um, we're we're well into it we're continuing to dig in my hope throughout this series uh, is to encourage all of us to dig deeper in our relationship with God that we are constantly bombarded with busyness um, by the world around us and uh, we're we're trying to uh, find 15 or 20 minutes of a very connected time with the Lord every day. We like lots more, but the reality is in busy lives, for some people, even 15 or 20 minutes seems like it's ridiculous and only like professional people could do it that are, you know, like pastors full time or something. And uh, it's not. It's it's something for everyone. And so our hope is to connect you with some scriptures that you'll uh, have worked through together, verse by verse, that as you read them, they'll, they'll just sort of begin to connect with you on a regular basis and get you sort of better settled in in your walk with the Lord, so that we can live as disciples. And we've, we've gone at length to saying that, you know, a disciple, our foundation is loving God, loving others, and loving ourselves. And that to do that, we're to be thankful, and we're to encourage others, and we're to do the next right thing. I've been through that at length, about what that looks like. And, and that um, these verses I believe will help us to do all those things because we, we, as much as we want to we fall short but the more connected we are the more open and, and uh, listening we are to the Holy Spirit and the more quickly we can get back on track when the day starts to take us out and so we've talked about getting focused, we've looked at Hebrews ten, nineteen through twenty five, getting a throne room perspective, how important that is. We talked about getting thankful. Philippians four, four through eight. We've worked through those verses together and how important it is to be thankful in our life. And we talked about getting connected um, and we looked through the Lord's Prayer as sort of a guide for prayer to help us. And now we're working through a section that we're calling Getting Dressed and we're talking, talking about the armor of God in Ephesians 6:12 through 18. And we've just started digging in that last couple of weeks. We're going we're gonna to put on some more armor today. But first, a little story. And actually, this is a true story. I went online and looked this up because when I read it, I was like, that's not true. So uh, I went to Snopes.com and they said, as far as I know, it was true. So I thought this was, this was interesting. A motorist was unknowingly caught in an automated speed trap that measured his speed using radar and photographed his car. He later received in the mail a ticket for $45 and a photo of his car. Instead of payment, he sent the police department a photograph of $45. Several days later, he received a letter from the police that contained another picture of handcuffs. The motorist promptly sent the money in for the fine. I got a kick out of that. I think that's good. I think I like it because I, I, I have a, a flair of that sarcastic wit sometimes in my own life. And, and just enough rebellion in me that if, if they sent me a picture of my car and a speeding ticket, I would think of that too. Oh, here's some money. We'll send you a picture of that. And next time we meet up, I'll give it to you. But I love the police, whoever had it figured out. Send them a picture of cuffs. <laughs> okay, I'm going to pay. So I like that story. It was better than the joke I had, which is, what do you call an alligator in a vest? An investigator. <laughs> I know some of you like that more. Okay, well, you got them both this way. Two for the price of one. No your chart. Our uh, scripture reading for today is out of the message. This is Matthew six thirty-three and 34, out of the message. Paraphrase, it's a paraphrase. Steep your life in God reality, God initiative, God provisions. Don't worry about missing out. You'll find all your everyday human concerns we met. Give your entire attention to what God is doing right now. And don't get worked up about what may or may not happen tomorrow. God will help you deal with whatever hard things come up when the time comes. Blessed be the word of the Lord. Hold that verse in context as we we dig more into the armor today. In Ephesians six twelve through 18, um, so far we've, we've talked about how the armor helps us to take a stand against evil and how to stand alongside the broken. For our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the powers of this dark world, and against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly realms. Therefore, put on the full armor of God, so that when the day of evil comes, you may be able to stand your ground and having done everything, to stand. Stand firm then, with the belt of truth buckled around your waist, and with the breastplate of righteousness in place. That's what we've talked about so far. We're moving into verses 15 and 16 today. And with your feet fitted with the readiness that comes from the gospel of peace, in addition to all this, take up the shield of faith, with which you can extinguish all the flaming arrows of the evil one. Last week in our discussion, we talked about truth and righteousness. The belt of truth and the breastplate of righteousness. And I said that those things intersect in our lives in integrity. And that integrity is, is having the, what's going on inside of you match what's going on outside. It's, it's saying what you believe. It's, it's treating people um, in, a, in a right fashion and manner. And we talked about how important it is for us to be people of integrity so that we can stand alongside the broken. And we saw um, pictures of that in scripture and, and how important it is for us to be able to do that and, and to love people into the kingdom into the, in the process. Well, today, we're talking about peace and faith. The, our feet fitted with the readiness that comes from the gospel of peace and the shield of faith that extinguishes all the flaming arrows of the evil one. And, and just like uh, truth and righteousness intersected in integrity, I believe that peace and faith intersected courage. That's your first point. That's what courage, to me, is really all about. Uh, I looked up some definitions to dig it a little deeper. Uh, here's some things about courage. Courage permits us to face extreme dangers and difficulties. Courage also allows us to act in accordance with our beliefs despite criticism. That's really important of an understanding. But it's to me it's peace and faith that allows us to be a people of courage. And that as a people of courage, we can stand against fear. And that's a significant part of what we bring into the world around us. Uh, we need to be a people of courage that stand against fear and encourage those people that are so fearful all around us. Um, we are, and you've heard me say this often if you've been, you've been listening, but uh, it's something that we have to get a hold of. We are bombarded by people trying to stir fear up within us. It's a constant. It happens all the time. Everything, they, people want you to be afraid about everything. And they, they're trying to um, pull on you to motivate you to do things that you wouldn't otherwise do. And so the fear is constant. Um, you, at this time of year now, and I'm not, uh, you know, I, I don't get political and I won't get political, but I get these ads from all political parties in my mail. And every one of them is a fear-based piece of literature about how bad it's going to be if this happens or if this happens or if this doesn't happen or whatever and it, it starts to st- everything gets stirred up again and it and it makes people very unsettled on both sides of of how they believe in in those things um this time of year uh, when you live in the Florida Keys they uh, love to stir you up about storms and and they want you to live afraid and and there's a difference between being con- you know uh, aware and afraid but they want to stir up fear and, and uh, they do it uh, the motivation for that is that you keep checking in to see what's going on because then you watch and you watch commercials and I think that's the whole deal so anything we can do to, to just pull them in and then it's just a constant thing trying to work you up the, all the economy bad bad good good bad 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 good you know I have a bad day good day and it just is all over the place so you can never just settle in anything and it's always well here's all the bad numbers And and so it's a constant sort of barrage of things that tries to make us all fearful. And yet we're to be a people of courage, a people of peace, and a people of faith. It's part of the armor that God gives us in this life. Now... With that said, does that mean then, as people of courage, coming in, together and standing against fear, that we're never afraid? I don't think exactly that's true, so I wanted to use this verse on you. Second Timothy 1.7, this is out of King James, says, For God has not given us a spirit of fear, but power, love, and a sound mind. And what I think that verse is talking about is our response to fear. Fear is initially a warning sign that something isn't right. And, and it, it triggers in us the fight or flight sort of response, which is often characterized by uh, heart rate uh, increasing, our breathing changing, muscle tension, and, and that these things in themselves uh, will often allow us to um, escape from danger or defend ourselves in a situation where that's called for. And in this sense, um, it's a God-given mechanism, that, that type of fear is a God-given mechanism that helps us to survive. A spirit of fear, however, that's being talked about there in 2 Timothy is completely different. A spirit of fear is a scheme of the evil one that causes us to react in selfish and inappropriate ways. It causes us to become discouraged, uh, and, and it's... Um, against that spirit of fear that we need to take a stand. The power, love, and a sound mind that comes from God means that we can process fear with a sound mind, make sure that we're being motivated in the things we do by love and not by fear, and then know God's power so that we can respond to whatever's going on courageously or as encouraged people. So, so being courageous, being encouraged, is to be at a place of peace and faith And so let's talk about that a little bit longer in our time together today. Courage to me is knowing at some level, and not only knowing, but living like God is good. Always good, and only good. And I I think about that a lot. Um, I believe that God is good, but I don't know that I always live like God is good. Um, sometimes I don't always think that God... I mean, because I start taking stuff on and, and, and while I believe it, I'm not sure it's always being expressed the way I want it to be expressed. And so I, 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 I want to dig in and, and understand this armor better, this peace and this faith. So I've been dwelling on it a lot. So that's point number two. It's about peace. Matthew 6:34. This is out of the NIV. Therefore do not worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will worry about itself. Each day has enough trouble of its own. So, worry is kind of the anti-peace. And as long as we're worrying about the what-ifs of life, we'll never be able to rest in the peace of God. So, what we're supposed to do, and you guys should know this by now, because we've talked about this, and we'll continue to talk about it until no, nobody worries anymore. Uh, and so we've got a ways to go. But instead of worrying, we're supposed to pray. Right? Instead of worrying, we're supposed to pray. Philippians 4.6 Philippians 4.6 Don't be anxious about anything, but in everything, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your request to God. That's one of the verses we've already covered in depth, uh, when we talked about being thankful. So instead of worrying, we're to pray. Um, As I was thinking about this today, I I was thinking about peace, and, and the way it's brought about in that verse. That we're to have our feet fitted with the readiness that comes from the gospel, of peace gospel means good news we're, we're to be ready as we engage in this world um, because we know the good news of peace and we've talked about what the good news is Jesus has come he, he came amazingly lived among us a perfect life he died on the cross for us he defeated death and he rose again and, and he's made a way for us to be reconnected back to God and so that's the good news. And that's the best news in the universe. And this was a thought that I had um, just this last day or two, as I've been thinking. As all these things that try and whip up fear come out there, the good news always trumps whatever bad news you hear. The good news always trumps whatever bad news you hear. You just need to get your focus back. You just need to go and start thinking again. Wait a minute, wait a minute, Okay. I, I get it that, that sometimes things can be bad and bad things happen. It's a broken world. I get all that stuff. But I know the good news. And the good news always trumps whatever bad news I hear. Always. It's always better than any bad news that comes my way. Always. And there's something in that that can restore us back to a place of peace. And see, as, as people reaching out into a discouraged world, um, if we're no different. If they look at us and go, well, you, you people follow God and you're as afraid as we are. Um, it's hard for us to talk to them about things of peace and the things of faith that we are. And I'm not saying we never struggle because I believe that we do. It's just getting back on track and, and putting ourselves in check when it starts to happen and, and being connected enough to God that, that rather than spend an entire day worried about something ridiculous. Because most of the time that's what you worry about. Something gets on you and the enemy loves to do it. It's just some little thing. Some little thing said. Some little thing read. Some little something. Whoop. And all of a sudden, it's working on you all day long. And it's just churning away in there. And you start thinking in your, in your amazing imagination that you have about every possible bad outcome. And before you know it, you've gotten angry. You've gotten mad at people that have done nothing. Have you ever done that? Have you ever had something work on you so bad that suddenly you're mad at people around you that have actually done nothing? You've just projected in them what they might do in these situations or why haven't they done what they needed to do and it's all my... And, 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 and nothing's happened except you heard something or you read something. See, the, at that point, the bad news became more real to you than the good news. But it's not. The good news always trumps whatever bad news you might hear because he's got you forever he's he's already won he's already done it at the cross do we go through some difficult things it's a fallen world yeah everybody does I'm not minimizing it either I'm just saying that the good news is better than that the good news is better I know Jesus he knows me I'm going to be with God forever and ever and this is just a little bit of prep time for the big the big deal forever so I, I don't need to be all... I, I just... I think we get way too worked up over things that we shouldn't get worked up about. So always remember that. The good news always trumps any bad news. And, and point three, let's just talk about faith for a minute. Because that's the other thing that we're putting on here in our armor. We, and, and you know, it's very hard to um, be people of faith if you're not a people of peace. I think that's why it comes that way. You've got to be resting in the peace of God... And then, and then it's much easier to, to be people of faith than it is if you're totally freaked out. It's pretty... Because it, you get how that doesn't really fit with your faith. So, Hebrews 12, 1 through 3 says this, Therefore, since we're surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses, let us throw off everything that hinders and the sin that so easily entangles, and let us run with perseverance the race marked out for us. Let us fix our eyes on Jesus, the author and perfecter of our faith who for the joy set before him endured the cross scorning its shame and sat down at the right hand of the throne of God consider him who endured such opposition from sinful men so that you will not grow weary and lose heart now Hebrews 12 starts out with a therefore whenever you see a therefore it means you've got to figure out what it's there for and it's there for what happened just before it in the scripture in this case it's therefore Hebrews 11 which is known as the faith chapter and and it talks about all these people and all the hard stuff that they went through, but they kept their eyes on Jesus. Sometimes they made some wrong turns just like we do, because they were broken just like we are. But they, they get it kind of back on track and figured out over time and and their their focus is on Jesus and, and, and who God is, and they kept their walk because of that. And so with with faith then in mind, and with the, the the encouragement from the people that have done this before us. We, we need to throw that stuff off that's trying to entangle us. All the worry and all the fear and all the anger and all the stuff that we've just kind of let build up us. We let that all just get off of us with our eyes on Jesus. And, and that way we don't grow weary and lose heart. See, that when you get bogged under that worry and, and the mess that goes with it, fear... Yeah, then you, you get weary. You do. You get weary fast and you lose heart and you start questioning everything. And, and it, you just don't get it. But see, we're a people of peace and faith. And so, when I, when I told you about peace, I gave you a statement there that, that uh, when, when that worry tries to get you, instead of worrying, pray. Remember that. For faith, I want you to always remember this. Always keep God in the equation. Always keep God in the equation. When you start to worry, I guarantee you, the thing that you do immediately is you take God out of the equation. You start thinking about everything that you might do or what might happen, and you forget that God's God. And that He moves in things. God does things, we, it's just overwhelming things sometimes. But we take Him out of the equation. And we can't. You have to keep Him in the equation. Luke 1.37 says, For nothing is impossible with God. Took that a lot of context to give it to you right there because it's a it's a picture of of the, the the Lord dealing with Mary and what's going on with her um, with Jesus and the Virgin Birth. But but uh, think about that. See, God can do things beyond what we can ask or imagine. God is able to do stuff we can't even put into thought because He's God and we have to know that He's like that and that's part of our faith see is knowing that, that God can do stuff we can't even imagine and He's got me and so I'm going to trust in Him I'm not going to be discouraged I'm going to have faith I'm going to have peace I'm going to I'm going to not worry I'm going to pray and I'm going to keep God in the equation and, and so standing against fear then uh, which is what we do in this as we engage in this battle is, is to be a people of courage who are able to walk in God's peace holding on to the shield of faith. And, and so remember those two things. Instead of worrying, pray, always keep God in the equation. And that will allow us, that will help us to not only acknowledge that God is good, but to live like He's good. And, and then we'll know, always know, that the good news always trumps whatever bad news that comes at you in the day. And that'll help us be a people of peace and faith, a people of courage as we carry on in the ministry and the mission that God has given us. Amen? Amen. All right. Um, If you're watching my video on television, thank you so much for spending your valuable time with us. We appreciate you. If there's anything we can do, why don't you email us or write us uh, or call us, and uh, we'll be praying for you, and we hope that you'll tune us in again next time.